Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sox fans, not sure if I'm starting too early or too late. It seems like I don't really know my cues anymore here with, uh, what's this thing called? Stream StreamYard. Hey, StreamYard. The duck's gone, but my inability to run a podcast remains. It's number 44, Sox Pop on the forum, farm with Darren Black. Uh, he's back. We're off for a week. It seems like, boy, we're trying to do every week, but man, we've pretty much still been every other week. Uh, last year was all me. I totally blew it. This year, I believe, uh, again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the meds in front of me, but I think this is the third. I think it's the third rotator cuff surgery for uh, Darren Black. He's just been throwing too hard. Yeah. He's not warming up the weight. He's not listening to, to Dr. Katz. Uh, but I do believe he, he's back ready. He has use of, I think, both arms. So, Darren, uh, welcome back. I'm glad you recovered uh, quickly, healed up very fast. Yeah, I um, uh, everyone's on the IL in the minors, so I just kind of wanted to join everybody. I'm <laughs> it's feeling a, left out. It's a peer pressure thing, for sure. Yeah. Um, we are going to run down. We have a couple weeks worth of maybe MVPs to talk about, catch up on the affiliates to some degree. Uh, generally, the system's still playing pretty well. It's nice to see. Uh, nothing sta- – I mean, we can't just keep starting with Winston Salem, so we're not going to do that. Sorry, sorry, Dash, hyphens. <laughs> we just can't do it. We got to We got to try and yeah, spread it out a little an bit. interesting couple weeks. <laughs> so I think we'll go top to bottom. I think we'll start in Charlotte. Uh, there's been a lot of movement. I'm not sure if we have to detail all of the, the movement of, of, of injuries uh, creating uh, players coming up. Darren, but something that happened today, uh, tonight, as we're uh, recording, Jason, uh, Jake Marisnik uh, is the guy who got called up, as opposed to, say, Victor Reyes, uh, Oscar Colas, which I guess we assume he's got stuff to work on at Charlotte, so he's not going to come right back up, uh, and Clint Frazier, who is our uh, player, or your player of the week uh, for this past week. Uh, made a pretty nice debut. I think his first game actually was sort of not good, and then every game since yeah. really good. Uh, <laughs> and good. a guy with experience, um, but not called up. So can you um, summarize what those guys are doing or just why Jake is the guy being picked up for the White Sox? Yeah, so if they were down uh, another bat, um, like in the outfield, a guy that actually has um, uh, like a worthwhile bat for the lost, I think it probably would have been Clinton Frazier um, because he, I mean, he's really bad in the outfield. I know that saying an outfielder that plays bad is kind of might be an improvement for over some people on, on the White Sox currently. Um, but he's still just bad. So Jake Marisnik, um, I mean, he's hitting the ball like fine right now. He, the, there's just not the power that you see from Reyes or uh, Victor Reyes or obviously Clint Frazier um, in his first week. Um, but Jake Marisnik actually can play center, um, obviously left and a bit of right. Um, has a fine arm, better speed than uh, the two guys that we just talked about previously, uh, Reyes and Frazier. So I think that's probably why. Just he'll he'll be a guy off the bench. That's and you don't want to kind of bring up a another bat only guy yeah. on the bench with yeah. several bat onlys right now. 
And with Billy Hamilton going on the aisle, then he's almost the replacement yeah. for Billy. As strange as it sounds, he's almost the replacement for Billy Hamilton. Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, he, he Marisnik is eight for nine in stolen base attempts. So obviously it won't be as fun as Billy Hamilton on the base pass, but right. he is competent <laughs> right. on the base yeah. pass, which again uh, is an improvement over several people for sure. <laughs> that also play outfield for sure. Um, uh, currently in the majors, but you can just um, drag the whole roster. Really? It doesn't even yeah. have to be outfield. <laughs> but yeah, so I just along those lines, I think that makes sense. And I, once you send a guy down like Oscar Colas for the first time, I think you kind of got to let him, let him ride it and make him feel better about it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll see him again this year, but they clearly think, Colas, just hey, work on yourself. Uh, you might be a better player than Lenin Sosa eventually. Um, so we go figure it out, please. Yeah. Um, and he has been doing pretty well in Charlotte for what it's worth. But yeah. um, I think the Marisnik thing is fine. Um, yeah. Not not anything to be excited about, but it's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sort of the theme of the of the season. Uh, Darren's cam- Darren maybe is completely gone. Uh, all right, we're going to see if he comes back. Oh, he's coming right back. Boy, this is exciting. Uh, all right, we'll get him back. Uh, all right. Hey, he need, he, I, listen, I'm, I'm not saying he's taking strong meds, but he just need to go pop a couple Advil. It's all right. You know, no. I goaded him into doing that thing with his arm. And now look, you know, it, it's sore again. I'm sorry, Darren. That, that was a, that was, I, I left you the bait there and you took it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's um, hear another piece of news because, you know, this is a uh, this is a news flash breaking news podcast. You know, we're not like, trying to make up for two weeks. We're just talking about today. But another thing we sort of learned uh, through I want to say is a vegan tweet. But I mean, it was something I guess the White Sox let out as a statement um, oh, in yeah, uh, the the in the. Um, the intuitive take on Davis Martin's injury is that it might, it could be actually pretty significant. Uh, Davis was having a, a really nice start to his season. He, he seemed to really solidify, even with Christian Mena uh, um, nipping at his heels, uh, seemed to really solidify that sort of number six starter, whatever the heck that means on this team, on this roster. And it seems like now without getting too ahead of ourselves, um, it could be some really rough news for for uh, Davis. Any any insight there, Darren? Uh, yeah. Well, for some reason, they the White Sox don't really tell you exactly what's wrong with guys on the IL from time to time. Um, I'm not really sure what's wrong with Norgay Vera right now. We just yeah. kind of assume it's a lat issue because that's yeah. what he had last year. Always had, yeah. Um, but so obviously, Davis Martin. You know, when you hear forearm injury from a pitcher in his pitching arm, you know, that's not great, Uh, especially for a guy that uh, was thrown as many breaking balls as he does with the slider. Um, That torque on that elbow, probably not fantastic. Um, I he he was placed on the IL, I think, two weeks ago, but he hadn't made a start for about a week and a half prior to that. I remember one of the weekly updates. I was like, did not pitch last week, but he was yeah. on the active roster. <laughs> There's no other news. Just didn't yeah. pitch. Um, and then the next week, it was like on the IL. I was like, I don't remember seeing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but forearm strain, which, you know, at, at that point, you put TBD when, you, when you're when you going to see him again. I, yeah. He could be, you could maybe not see him this year. Yeah. The last forearm strain we saw was Matt Foster and, didn't really hear anything about him, and he had Tommy John surgery. <laughs> surgery yeah. So, so the, 
it could happen yeah. here, um, which would uh, bring up Christian Mania pretty quickly into that role of, hey, if we need a, a starter to get in some innings somehow, then that's that's kind of your guy. Yeah. Um, let's uh, just touch on him because he's with the White Sox now. Okay. I mean, this is and this is called on the farm, so we're not allowed to talk about the White Sox, Darren. I don't know if you knew those bylaws, <laughs> but uh, Carlos Perez. Uh, a guy who I'm not even sure if he's been, I don't, he's definitely not been hitting at the top level on the Charlotte roster, but he has been thumping the ball. I'm not sure if he's just a, a home run or bust. Uh, I don't have his line in front of me. I know he's, his offense has at least been good from the power game. Um, and he was sort of a curious call up. I guess it just indicates that Yasmani once again is nicked up and can't really catch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a guy whose power bat has not gone to sleep. Um, I'm not sure if that speaks um, well, or speaks at all to the rest of his game. He's just the next guy up, I guess, to catch, but it's not, it's certainly not without merit. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely, he definitely deserved it. He uh, plays the catching position. Okay. Um, pr- maybe better than Sebi, but um, kind of pulling like hairs at that point. <laughs> seems like some pitchers yeah. do really like Sebi behind the plate. Um, but Perez when you do think of like a homer only guys, cause he, that is what he is. He doesn't really, he doesn't walk a ton, but you kind of expect a guy that it's a ton of homer strikes out 30% of the time, but he gets the, he gets the bat on the ball, like a really good rate, which I think was a, a just a okay thing for a pinch hitter to have a guy on your bench that if you need to get someone over, um, even if it's just a sack fly, then Carlos Perez seems like that's, that's the guy. He only struck out um, like 11%, or under 10% last year. And it is up a bit this year to 12 and a half, but still that's really low and probably the lowest in the system of anybody that's kind of worth um, anything uh, for the White Sox right now. So he definitely deserves it. I don't know if I would have chosen uh, to, um, um, if I would have kept him on there at this point, because I think Grandal is, you know, has caught again already since Carlos Perez was up. Um, so unless they're really slow playing Grandal behind the plates, mm-hmm. I don't know what the purpose of Perez is there right now. Right. Um, but he definitely deserves ample opportunity um, for backup catching duties for whenever that happens. Am I wrong, Darren? It's not unheard of for a catcher. But when you're starting to combine the qualities of catcher and then a guy who is sort of slugging, the fact that he puts the ball in play, I mean, that's like a Ozzy Guillen profile. It's interesting that he puts the ball in play at the rate um, he does. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, of course it's an anomaly in the White Sox system, but that's sort of an anomaly as a player, a young player, a catcher, and a guy who's sort of got a power bat versus, uh, I don't know, Gilbert Sanchez or something. Um, that, that's, that sort of makes him stand out, right? I oh, mean, yeah. I think you sort of just said it's that. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird because he is also really slow. So you don't really think about <laughs> just slow guys like right. that. Um, he does get a ton of doubles just off the wall, but he, he hits the crap out of the ball when he's with Charlotte's. Mm-hmm. Um, now there was a big jump in power when he got to the much easier yeah. ballpark. Um, so he has like a 282 AAA ISO. That's he, that's not the player he is. And it'll be for sure under 200 if he mm-hmm. ever got a decent amount of run in the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, but just his profile of just getting anything um, on his bat is fantastic mm-hmm. um, for a team that really struggles with strikeouts, especially in their in their bench bats. Their bench bats have pretty high strikeout rates. If he had more time at first, 
Um, maybe you would say, okay, maybe if uh, now that Jake Berger's down, maybe you give him some run at first every once in a while. Um, when you uh, when it's uh, with a lefty uh, pitcher, when you don't want Sheets to play, um, I think that would have been perfectly fine for him to do. Um, but definitely, definitely a really weird batting profile because he's never going to have a great WRC plus because he doesn't walk. Um, but he's just going to put the ball in play, uh, which is something that you can find worthwhile value um, over, you know, 30 days, 90 days, just off the bench even. All right, before we get to our break and some real exciting players to talk about again at Winston-Salem, we are going to stop briefly in Birmingham. We don't have a lot to talk about. Uh, Two weeks ago, it was, uh, what's his name? Taylor. I want to call him Travis. Taylor Snyder was there. He's a guy who's a veteran. So, hey, he should probably be matching at double A. We're going to, we're going to skip past him. We're going to force him to be someone we talk about by continuing to mash. And then we have no choice but to talk about Taylor Snyder. But we do have to talk about Christian Mena because as you pointed out in this latest weekly update and probably every week at this point, yeah. uh, this guy is just pitching stratospherically good. Uh, you just, you don't want to get too jacked about it. Cause it's like, Oh no, don't just, you, you want to know the right amount to push him. Uh, but it's like, this is a guy who is, I mean, he is nipping at the heels, not only of Charlotte, but maybe even Chicago and whether the white Sox would ever do that uh, remains to be seen. But this I think as you put it in this week's update, I mean, he is basically doing, this is like the perfect season for him so far. Yeah. Uh, his, his issues so far has have pretty much been homers. Like if some curveball is just left up, that usually gets mashed uh, from him. But other than that, forty uh, percent K rate, six percent walk rate, like a 36 percent difference between those two numbers is. I don't know if I've seen that <laughs> since maybe like prime Alec Hansen when he was doing that, doing stuff like that mm-hmm. with the dash, um, many moons yeah. ago. <laughs> um, you were so young, um, but, Darren. Yeah, much younger. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he he looks really, really good at Double A. Uh, again, can't mention it enough. He is just twenty, so I'm not sure how quickly he's going to move. Um, I can't remember if it was this one or the last one. So I think I have brought him up two straight times uh, for the for the Barons. Um, the Davis Martin was uh, mid twenties when he was pulled from the uh, from the Barons uh, to go quickly with the nights and then straight to the majors. Um, I'm not sure if they'll do that with a 20 year old. Sean Burke is back on the mound, uh, still clearly coming off of not really pitching that much um, in the spring. So we'll see how that goes with him. Jesse Sultans is still on the 40 man roster, um, but he, depending on what happens with this Martin forearm strain, which could be back next week or Tommy John surgery, no one's telling us how severe this is. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, he should definitely get some run just talent wise, in my opinion, if there is a, uh, you know, huge drop off from one of the pitchers, or if someone's got to go on a 15, 16 day IL, that's when I think you bring Kristen mania and say, you know, goodbye to whatever you can DFA Jake Marisnik, I, I, I guess, yeah. um, yeah. to get Kristen mania up there. Yeah. Um, cause he's clearly the sixth best pitcher in the in the organization at this point starting pitcher i mean we're get we, he, he's got a run at this point now because we're, we're going a season plus i mean it, it's it's been at least a couple seasons since he had struggled and that was way back in i don't know arizona or whatever uh that 
I can't think of a starting pitching run. I mean, I'm probably I'm missing it, so you'll correct me and laugh at me, but I can't think of a starting pitching run that we've had like this, um, excepting um, uh, Norivera's um, DSL, uh, whatever, and that was still whatever, yeah, 20 innings. So, I mean, this is a run that we have not seen recently. I mean, th- th- I mean, I, you don't want to get too hyped, but this is this is exciting, and you just you root for the kid, and you just hope, all right, come on, sustain it to Charlotte, sustain it to Chicago, and I mean, who knows? I mean, we may really yeah. have a star in our hands. Yeah, because there's usually always a caveat with, I'll just take the top prospects, because I could yeah. maybe include Tommy Summer and what he's done this year, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not really too sure what their plan is with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but just from top prospects, there's usually a, hey, this they don't really have uh, great control. These walks are up. Right. Keep the Ks, lower the walks. Right. It'll be great. Uh, two thumbs up. Um, so just him having the um, – I mean, control has really hasn't been his issue, which has always been kind of the – well, this you know guy that's way under league average in age just has prime control, which is mm-hmm. something you don't see. Um, and that's – and just putting that into perspective, I can't really think of anybody – that was even close to this, um, that high of a K rate, that low of a walk rate. I mean, obviously, the ERA is a bit inflated because of these home runs, but the FIP and XFIP are fantastic. Um, most of the contact is weak. So I'm I'm very excited uh, about Christian Mania. Um, if, if he isn't the – I know there's kind of the specter of Noah Schultz um, as the top uh, pitcher in the system, but – um, I think after a month of a 20-year-old in double-A doing this, I think Mania, or Mania is the guy. I think and he's your top pitcher in the system. And there's no diss on Noah Schultz. He hasn't thrown a pitch for the White Sox yet. He needs yeah, to at least throw suspected. a pitch before we yeah. make him the top pitcher. You know, I know that's not how ratings or whatever prospect ranks work, but come on. Well, they work that way for me. Um, yes, and we did. Good catch, Darren. We did get confirmation. Aaron Santana, our 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 pronunciation specialist, uh, our connection there uh, to the DSL yes. and otherwise, did give us confirmation. Christian Mena, no Mena. no tilde, so we yeah. we were tempted to say Mena. See, it makes sense, but Christian says no, no tilde for me. It's Mena. So Christian Mena, it is, and believe me, a lot more fans are going to learn how to pronounce it, pr- pronounce his name quickly mm-hmm. with the way. He is pitching. Darren, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back in a minute or however long it takes for fans for Sports Network to um, to trot out some items that you may want to consider uh, purchasing or hopping on. So please do that. Listen carefully uh, to the succinct uh, ads that are about to be presented to you. We will be back on Sox Pop in just a minute. White Sox fans, Brett Malantini here hosting, again, for some reason, it's a farm podcast and I'm hosting it. Uh, Sox Pop on the farm, 44, no cute titles, uh, no cute production values here on this one. This is just this is just straight podcast. I got to just take advantage of Darren Black when I can get him. Surgeries, world travel, changing hats. So we don't know what the guy's doing, but going to ball games, whatever it is. Uh, you know, when I get him, I got to get him. We got to just talk. We got to talk shop. We, we are in single A now. We're just sort of working down from Charlotte. We're doing it the traditional way. And we are at the most fun affiliate so far this year. It remains Winston-Salem. Go figure. Would not have necessarily predicted it. But there's a couple guys, at least, are just blown off the top of my head. And we got to start with DJ Glad- Gladney, who was last week's uh, Player of the Week. And he, uh, again, we talk about Christian Mena being this guy's like, you know, best case scenario. 
DJ Gladney, very young, you know, drafted, got into some very young, has had his maybe stops and starts. It does seem like it's maybe two steps forward, one step back, which is which is the way prospects, you know, pretty much work. You just want him to keep moving forward. And boy, this year it seems like he is really bringing it. Uh, okay. He seems like a great uh, teammate. He really seems like a, uh, I won't say vocal leader, but he seems to um, lead by example. He seems like a guy who the White Sox could really – throw something into this guy could be a core piece for the future. I know that's getting a little bit ahead. He's at high a, but this is another guy who's doing probably everything you hoped he would uh, confirm or tell me how that's a silly thing to say. Uh, I mean, from just strictly from where he was from 2019 to 2022, pretty much like he is the numbers that you want to see improve from a guy who's kind of a first based left field type guy um he's improving those the strikeouts are looking i mean good for him 26 percent um some people might think that's high but that he was over like well over 30 percent in 1921 and 22 Mm -hmm. um and the power like he has a 300 iso right now so i don't know (laughs) um i mean that's clearly not going to stick but um but uh i mean it's he's putting up tim elko uh kind of power right there um, so I, yeah, he, he's one of those guys with, in that 2019 draft where, um, and 2020 draft where you're kind of like, uh, this lost season, like this 2021, um, I don't know what to really think about it. This young high school draft pick. Um, but then 2022, it was better, um, than, uh, what he produced in Kannapolis in 21, but it still was not great. Uh, so to see him cut down on the strikeouts about six, 7%. Uh, the power is where it should be for a guy who's 6'3", almost 200 pounds. Um, I, I don't know where he's going to end up position-wise, because if you're kind of moving first base left field and you're in high A, um, then that kind of makes me wonder, where are you, yeah. you going to play? Are you more of a DH type guy, or can you actually play outfield um, once you move up the system? Um, we'll see. Uh, but I think w- once people um, start moving through the system, I think he will be the first one to get uh, kind of that earned promotion instead mm-hmm. of injury promotion. Yeah. Um, just because of, he, I mean, he's 300 ISO. He's clobbering the ball right now. He's seeing it really well. He's getting really hard hits uh, beyond um, beyond the homers. He has eight extra base hits on top of the uh, eight homers. So two more extra base hits in total than singles, which is ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, that's still really good. Obviously he was a high school pick in 19. So still pretty young. It's not 21 in high a isn't, you know, outrageous. Um, when we talk about Tim Elko, he's 24 in low a, uh, to keep that in a bit of a perspective. So really, really happy for him because he he does seem like a really cool guy. Um, just from what the, the hyphen slash dash or hyphens, hyphens (laughs) um, uh, from time to time. Yeah, I mean, he's been on one of our podcasts. He was on the Northside Sox podcast. Um, he, you know, he, he, you know, intuiting perhaps too much here. He seems like a guy that once he gets a little bit of, he seem, maybe could have a little issue with confidence, and once he gets a little confidence beneath him, oh boy, you just wonder, you know, where he could, where where he could end up. Um, so yeah, I, he's, he's definitely playing with Project confidence. Birmingham. Now. So, oh yeah, definitely a lot of confidence. But he was in Project Birmingham. Um, definitely, definitely not one of the more highly rated prospects, uh, a part of that, but the, the organization thought well enough of him yeah. and his 21 season improvement yeah. or 22 season improvements to say, Hey, let's get you some looks with, uh, mm-hmm. with the top player development brass. If, mm-hmm. if those are a thing for the size. 
Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Now, um, I tend to be a little bit hot and cold and crazy. You can call crazy, crazy with my prospect picking. Um, I don't really adhere to the traditional ways of things, which doesn't really mean that I'm picking. I'm not like picking Colson Montgomery at number one, but I tend to go a little too hot and cold with guys. I got a little bit, I get very, I was super high on uh, Jose Rodriguez, maybe early, maybe earlier than people, but then he, he took that step back and then I got completely spooked and he like dropped off my radar. Terrell Tatum's a guy who I, I think I think you'll you'll give me credit or you'll laugh at me for Darren, but I was pretty hyped about him maybe say a year ago, and then boy, just things things were bad for him. He had that weird whether you call it a fluke or whatever, had that PD issue. He got some uh, run in the fall maybe to get him extra reps. Didn't seem to be doing a whole lot with that. And I got to mm-hmm. tell you, even though I don't think he's been a player of the week yet for you, Darren, because it's been very tough competition oh, yeah, with the dad. This is a guy who really should have like, you know, a, uh, a 98 point headline with him because he is bringing the speed. He's leading off. Uh, I know he's such a unique, like, uh, well, like, reach your outcome guy or whatever, but he's stealing bases. I mean, this is the season maybe we're hoping to see from him last year um, in a, in a, a swift move up the system, but boy, he's doing it this year and he's not necessarily super old for where he's at. So uh, you, you gotta be sort of hyped with where he has restored himself, you know, four or five weeks in. No. Yeah. Um, again, I think I've mentioned this in this podcast, um, seeing a lowering of K rate is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been one of the reasons why you were more ahead of him last season than I was, um, even before the amphetamine uh, suspension, um, was I was just like, well, he's striking out, you know, 30% of the Reasonable. time in low A and high A. Um, like, let's maybe wait. Like, I know he was walking also at the literally the same 30% yeah. clip. Um, but and it was um, polite, Darren. You just call you didn't just call me dumb. It was polite. You you said like here outside yeah. a stat, like, and you know that's kind of the parenthetical. Even, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of this was a real bummer. The suspension because we could have yeah. probably seen what he's doing right now, maybe in uh, con- continuing with the dash, or maybe even in Double A, uh, part of Project Birmingham or or whatever, and see uh, his improvements as it went on because uh, the K rate is much better than it was last year much better than it was in his really limited 2021 out of college. Um, uh, I mean, his power, it does say 190 ISO, um, but I think it's really just more his speed of turning clear singles uh, and maybe some not fantastic outfielding in high A into doubles. Um, But he he gets on base even like irregardless, Uh, like a fifth of the time he's getting on base just walks. Um, and he's only striking out uh, 5.5% higher than that, um, which is, I don't know how that will continue it as he moves up, but he clearly is patient. Um, the When he does swing, maybe he just swings and misses too much. I don't know if he has trouble in the zone or if it's, you know, like a 2-2 count and he just kind of gets antsy. And then earlier, he's more, much more patient. Um, not, 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 not entirely sure, but... Um, he just gets on base. He's got a 46% on base uh, percentage right now, um, which is really good. Uh, and um, he's really great on the on the bases as well. Um, they, they do have similar rules in high A as MLB, so it's not the old rules. So take into account these are like the 200th best catchers um, in baseball. Um, so take into account that arm and kind of that pop time, um, but he's 13 of 15 in stolen bases. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now pretty excited for him. 
Um, I think the power will be concerned as he moves up sans Charlotte because uh, you just gain power there. <laughs> sure. Some um, will just fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think just his ability to get on base, which is just a knack that a lot of people don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very confident that he'll continue to do that this year and as he moves up. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure beyond uh, like the hit tool once he gets up. Um, but he, he'll find a way to get on base and wreak havoc once he's on there. Yeah. And, and that speaks to not to go too crazy with this whole like baseball IQ thing, but, uh, because, you know, I guess it, you know, it, it's, well, it's an ability you, you develop. It's not a natural ability having that, mm-hmm. having a good batting eye per se. Uh, so it does speak somewhat to intelligence, especially the guy who knows he's got the wheels to do real damage once he gets on base to know, hey, I'm going to work a walk. You saw that in the, the – it's not just that Tim Raines had a small strike zone or that Ricky Henderson had that crazy crouch. Okay, it was a little bit that, Pete Rose. Uh, but, you know, that was also a way for them to manipulate the situation without playing, them way, playing their own way out of the major leagues uh, to take advantage of every possible thing they could to get on base and then do a lot of damage once they're there, whether getting knocked in by guys behind them maybe in Rose's case or Rain's case, um, or, you know, just to get on and create the havoc like Ricky Henderson did by stealing 8 billion uh, bases. So, I mean, it does speak to the, you know, maturity. And I think baseball IQ of a guy who's able to, I mean, Mario Camilletti's a guy who's like, I mean, I can't even necessarily put a finger on his game, but he's walked 8,000 times this year. And I mean, listen, if he does nothing else, you got to just give the guy credit. Okay, you're getting on base. It's not just that he happens to catch a wild pitcher every time he steps into the plate. He's working walks and that, I mean, that's the name of the game to get on base. So, uh, you know, credit to to Tatum. That's not something that we should overlook, that he is worming his way on, on base, using his speed there. I mean, you turn a walk into a double, that's pretty tight. And we don't have that many guys. So it's just really nice to see. Darren, Christian Mena, DJ Gladney, Terrell Tatum. I mean, that's just three we've talked about here, but we've got a core of guys that you're thinking now. I mean, I don't know what the odds are, but I mean, you'd like to think one of these guys, hopefully more, but one of these guys is actually going to, I mean, they're getting close enough. They might really make an impact with the White Sox. And I mean, it's not to say the White Sox haven't matriculated guys. Again, it cheats with the team, Jake, uh, Jake Berger, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, you know, these guys who could, tend, could potentially make even a bigger impact than, than 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 those I just mentioned, and that's exciting. I don't know that we've had, you know, I mean, definitely not in the case of Christian Maine. It's like, <laughs> where did this come from? What is going on? This guy could be a pitching star. It's just nice that even not quite at Charlotte yet, but we've got this little core of guys that, hey, something might happen with these guys. Yeah, I think I think the past few drafts, um, even though DJ Gladney is um, is not actually a part of that draft, um, since he's from the the old regime, has just right. been a little bit better um, in kind of profiling out what a major leaguer could be and finding those guys uh, late um, or even undrafted guys. Um, Cole Seamus is um, uh, right. one of those undrafted guys. Uh, yeah. Now that the rounds went from forty to twenty. And that one 2020 year where it was just five. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but I, I think like the system is obviously better than what it was a couple of years ago last year. Um, and maybe it's not, it's for sure not as top heavy as it was, you know, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just Colson Montgomery. And then there's a big gap to your next, whoever you think is the next person. 
Um, but there's enough guys when you're thinking like the 20 through 40 range who you're like, who's going to be that kind of, who's going to be that Danny Mendick who just comes out of nowhere or Romy Gonzalez, even if you think he's not a major league b- baseball player, those guys did really, really well in the minors and got to the majors at some point, made opening day rosters uh, rightfully or wrongfully at some point. Um, and I think there's a good number of guys in that 20 to 40 range who you're like, you can actually see that guy getting a hundred games in the 200 at bats in, um, in the 2024, 2025 season, whatever, whatever happens for Glanny and Tatum specifically. Um, mania, mania could be there this year, uh, just because of how good he's been doing. Um, I, I don't know if anyone from the dash will ever make it to the white Sox in, in, in the same year ever again. Um, I know Garrett Crochet is different circumstance. He is literally playing his first minor league baseball in his rehab assignment um, right now. Um, And Chris Sale is not normal Um, (laughs) in many different ways. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that you can squint and see, you can see that in left field or you can see that as a DH. Um, And I think that's good for the organization that they've been able to do that. Um, they just need to sustain that to Charlotte uh, so they don't have to keep signing Jake Marisnik and Victor Reyes mm-hmm. um, and Alex Colomay again uh, and Billy Hamilton again um, to supple- yeah. supplement what they yeah. did not have. Because yeah. uh, there is no major league depth. There yeah. might be minor league depth now, but there is no major league depth to, for the yeah. system. And so you hope next year it's different. But yeah got to see how it, it kind of flows through this year in the lower levels. Yeah. And we spent, well, we did, we spent a lot of time in Charlotte, but we ended up speeding through. So we're going to go back there instead. We're going to leave uh, a ball. I know if I ask about Tim Elko, you're just going to take your hat off and stomp it because it's preposterous. He's not already <laughs> moved up in the system. So we already know that's the answer. Yeah, so right. let's go to crochet here. I mean, as you pointed out, never pitching the mind. He's pitched now, what, like three innings or however many it's been now. That's his minor league career because he went, you know, that these very strange circumstances of how he was drafted and brought up so quickly. Uh, and then injured. Um, he uh, is at Charlotte now. It seems like a, uh, there's a you know plan maybe to go back to back, you know, just work him the way he should be worked to get back with the White Sox. He has his velocity. He doesn't seem to necessarily have his command. Uh, is there something you need to see from him to feel, feel comfortable in bringing him up to the White Sox and not think it was it's rushed? Or is the White Sox situation dire enough that it's like, well, it can't hurt even if he's throwing a ball for every strike uh, at this point. Uh, I mean, he, so I, I do want them to be careful because he is a guy that didn't pitch at all last season. Um, and I do just kind of worry about those guys coming back too quickly, especially when they, even if it's just, he goes out and sees the minimum three batters. Uh, that's mm-hmm. Scary for a guy that throws 99 uh, and a slider um, and looks like that. Like we all thought Chris Sale would break and he never did for the Sox, yeah. for the White Sox. Yeah. Right. Um, and then Garrett Crochet did just in his like 60th inning or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, so I do want them to be careful in that respect. The control issues are notable um, just because you did see them crop up in 2021 from time to time. Uh, he would not really establish his fastball or his slider early in the count very well and would kind of just try to use it basically as a sweeper. Uh, and people would maybe not just uh, swing at it that often. 
Um, right now, the case is just in his last uh, uh, inning, um, the fastball was kind of all over the place, uh, but it was touching that 98, 99, exactly where you want to see Garrett Crochet like throw a fastball. Um, so from that standpoint, if you know he comes back or if it's next week and he has his whatever, two, three more appearances um, and there's no walks, uh, I don't care if he lets up a hit or anything, he'll he'll probably go up there and throw only sliders for one at bat, which whatever. Um, it, but if he actually looks good, keeps throwing the, uh, keeps hitting 99, even in the back to backs, then I, I, I'd say next week, you gotta get him up because, uh, they're losing right now, <laughs> uh, seven to one pretty badly. Um, but surprisingly they're only six and a half out, so they can't just stop. They have to win. And this is, they have no good lefties. <laughs> no. They all suck. And he's a lefty, so you need to get him up there um, as long as he's comfortable um, and the control issues kind of start to die down. Um, then I'd say bring him up next week. Let him finish this uh, Charlotte series and then um, get him get him to the majors on if they don't play Monday, then Tuesday. Thank you for bearing that terrible news until the very end of the podcast. We would have had a lot more people snapping it off just in disgust <laughs> hearing that. Not that they didn't already by now know the result because we're talking to you on Thursday, not Wednesday. But, uh, Darren, all right, last thought. Um, you mentioned Chris Sale. Obviously, that's been a comp. It's always delightful to comp to, like, Randy Johnson or Chris Sale. But, I mean, you know, it's it's not completely unfair to connect Garrett Crochet to Chris Sale specifically because Chris Sale was rushed up to the majors or whatever. He, he should have been in the major, whatever it is, but he was rushed up and, and, and he was a reliever and he was a reliever, not just for a token amount of time, but he was a reliever for uh, yeah. a season and change. Uh, Garrett Crochet has been talked a lot about a guy who could start that always seemed like a bit of a stretch because he never really did start. He certainly didn't start in a consistent way. Like he's got like a hundred amateur starts and then he just became a reliever in his senior year or something or to help out the White Sox like Chris Hale did. I won't say that the starter ship has sailed for Garrett Crochet, but <laughs> it's also a bit much to say, well, like Chris Sale, he'll be a starter. It seems less and less likely Garrett Crochet is going to start in the major leagues. No, I, yeah, I, I probably, if he had started a game in college, that would have been in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Cause they didn't, or maybe he, maybe he got in, I, I forget how long college baseball played in 2020, 2020. Well, that strange thing got hit, like, yeah, he got hit in the head or something. He got like some crazy injury too, like a comebacker, right? So he had a weird situation, but I don't think he was exactly derailing a 20 start season. No, no. So yeah, he. I, I think the ship has sailed. Um, like you said on that, um, the kind of if you want to say, hey, Gear Crochet, I'm going to remember him ten years from now instead of him like being like Matt Thornton and kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, I remember that guy. He was pretty good um, sometimes. Um, <laughs> then he, you, you expect him to be the closer. Um, once Hendricks, uh, once Hendricks' contract is up, which I believe might be this year, maybe next year, I can't really recall on his. Um, but I think that's best case scenario is he's your everyday or not everyday, but when when needed closer. Um, and I don't really see him ever getting a start in professional baseball. 
because uh, if he did, you would probably have to send him down to the minors to have him work through a third pitch, which he clearly didn't have in his, you know, two thirds of a season or however long it was. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he'll be a starter. Yeah, I mean, if he had amazing endurance, then you might say, okay, he could he could even be like that bulk guy. He could be a Josh Hader or something, um, yeah. you know, at least on the field. Um, but he hasn't necessarily even flashed that, and that's not just because of injury. He just hasn't necessarily flashed that endurance. I mean, that's maybe not out of the question, but certainly starting expecting five innings from a guy who, yeah, no. And, uh, Darren, just so you know, it comes down next year to whether or not the White Sox want to pay Liam Hendricks his, whatever it is, $18 million in very tiny little bites for the rest of Jerry Reinsdorf and his and all his heirs' life, or if they just want to pay that all-in-one fell swoop next season. I do think they have that option. They're going to pay him money either way, but whether it's going to be in a big bulk to be the closer or go away, Liam, we love you, but here, just take this parting gift of a wallet filled with a million dollars every Christmas for – Whatever. 20 years uh it is it is their choice so we'll see what choice they make the white Sox don't have a lot of players so i'm guessing that unless we lose 110 games this year there's still be need for closer and liam Hendricks. so but right yeah. now as you just pointed out with the seven to one game all of that is up in the air uh maybe as we get later in the summer and talk more about the future of this team the minors and the majors uh, we'll have more of a yeah. once they start uh, selling. Look at all those prospects. Oh my God! Oh, so sweet. My good. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. Terrell Tatum. You just you got buried again because of all those prospect the prospect hall yeah. that uh, Lucas Giolito read. And anyway, on that positive note, we will wind up this Sox Pop on the Farm Forty Four. We do try to promise. I mean, again, surgery's pending. Uh, we will try to promise a. Uh, I'll, I'll try to keep my arm healthy and not have to go under the knife, so that maybe next week we can uh, do forty-five. If not, hey, couple weeks, you guys. We 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 did two weeks in one session here, so you know we're not miss we're not missing a lot of screaming headlines. So uh, either way, we hope to see you again uh, maybe early next week. Uh, Darren, um, stay healthy. Uh, stay away from the knife. Uh, um, I look forward to your next hat next week but uh thanks everybody for listening uh thanks for catching us up on everything darren and all the tireless work you do for Southside socks uh uh with our miners coverage and um yeah I'll, I'll i'll try to come up with some good questions for next week too thanks for doing this Amen.